Welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm your host, Christopher Giel, and with this show, my mission is to empower you. I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential, and their ultimate capability. I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth to help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life because limited thinking equals limited being. Let the show begin. Hi guys and welcome to this episode which is episode number 19. I'm so happy to have you all with me today. If you are listening today for the first time, this is like a special welcome to you guys. Subscribe now so you don't miss out on any future episodes and um, for those that have been listening for a while and who are my regular listeners, welcome back. I'm so happy to just have you in today and have you joining me for this amazing session that we're about to embark on. So yeah, I'm just sitting here in Somerset, West South Africa, almost about to uh, just go on to or go into this festive season. So ready. I'm so amped. I'm just like ready to take a break and, you know, just get rejuvenated and recalibrated for 2020. Having said that, let me tell you who I am interviewing today. So for today's episode, we speak to Stacey Ruth and she is an acclaimed marketer. She's an entrepreneur and she's a, an award-winning author with two multi-million dollar agencies under her belt. And she, she has also been acknowledged as you know, among the top 50 entrepreneurs in Atlanta, so that's in the US, and also twice as one of the top 100 IT agencies by Experiential Marketer Magazine. So some of her clients just include UPS, Siemens, Choice Hotels, Honda, Shaw, and many more. As an impassioned brand advocate, Stacey also just believes that without exception, every single organization can be unstoppable. And that word just resonates with me so deeply. And obviously, as you know, that's why I have Stacey on today. She's also a certified ROI professional, a licensed spiritual practitioner, which you don't get like very often, you know, in terms of what I just said to you. She's a mix of all of the, you know, all of the, all of the above mentioned and a spiritual practitioner. And she's also the author of Truth and Dare inside out marketing. Now, that's quite a mouthful and you can Im imagine with that being her background, what we're going to be speaking about and what she's going to give us today in terms of value. It's going to be so packed. We touched on, firstly, we touched on things like consciousness. I just wanted to know how, like, how do we elevate that? I wanted to know what the outcome of conscious business would be for those that are in business or for those that would be impacted by a business who is conscious. And then obviously we, we progressed into what it means to be unstoppable and how we embody that and just some things around being an unstoppable leader and, you know, things like intuition and how we can cultivate that and what it actually means. So that's going to be sort of like the framework that we're going to move around during this episode. So like what I would like you to keep in mind as we go through this episode that how are you elevating your consciousness? you know, every single week, every single month, how are you approaching your consciousness? Are you learning more about who you are? Are you trying to learn more about how you are impacting this world? And then if you have a business, do you think you have a conscious business and you are impacting humanity in a positive way? And then finally, do you see yourself as someone who is unstoppable? If not, how can you recalibrate that and see yourself as someone who is unstoppable and start embodying that belief? Start believing that you are someone who is unstoppable, someone that can move forward, someone that, you know, regardless of the economy, can move forward and thrive. So that's going to be like the power questions that I want you to keep in mind as we go throughout this episode. And then before we jump in, as usual, I just let you know that there's a free Facebook community. And I want you to join that if you want to mingle and interact and learn with like-minded individuals. I want you to go in there and start chatting with everyone else and start you know, recommending topics or just dive into topics a little bit deeper and ask questions so you can start 
cultivating that growth mindset of yours. So yeah, the platform is just there to collaborate and support one, one another and build a community of like-minded possibilitarians. That's it for now. So let's jump into this episode and have a chat with Stacy Ruth. Hi there, Stacey, and welcome to Exploring Possibility. Super, super excited to just have you on the show today. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. I love the idea of possibility. <laughs> yeah, so does everyone else. It's, uh, I'm so happy to have that word in the name. It just, it just um, sparks curiosity, it sparks excitement, and it sparks possibility in itself. So that's quite amazing. But uh, less about me and the business and more about you today <laughs> just give the audience because i do a little introduction beforehand but i'm sure i can't explain your life as good as you possibly can there's some nuggets that you can give us so just shortly like who who is stacy ruth like tell us a little bit about yourself like what makes you special well um we're all special for <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that's that's part of my work is helping individuals who are leaders in in organizations to find that unique purpose and their why and their meaning. Um, the journey for me began in doing that for myself. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for uh, a few decades. Um, <laughs> started a couple <laughs> of um, you know large agencies um, out of Atlanta, Georgia. And um, got a lot of great awards, worked with some great enterprise organizations. Um, it was work, though, right? Yeah. And it was uh, having a, a great success on a surface level. Everything that society says is amazing. I, it, was, it was giving me all of those. It was taking all those boxes. All, all those boxes were checked. Uh, I was one of the top 50 entrepreneurs in Atlanta. I was uh, twice, our agencies were named top 100 IT agencies in North America. I mean, it, it looked good and it was killing my health. And during wow. that time, I started um, studying uh, to be a spiritual practitioner. And some people there may know what that is. Um, it is a um, multi-denominational spiritual studies. So um, it's not a specific denomination, but it uses all the ancient wisdom traditions to help us find our purpose and our meaning and to connect with that larger energy where we get our possibility and our unstoppability. And what I found is that businesses are more successful when they understand the spiritual component. And that's what I'm about today, helping businesses do that. Cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. And let's jump onto that. Let's jump onto that first part because that excites me when people, and this excites me. I don't know about other people, but I'm sure most of my listeners also loves that. And we try and revolve around things that are purposeful, meaningful and stuff uh -huh. like that. And consciousness Absolutely. and spirituality definitely blends into that. It's typically the source of all of that. So yes, tell us a little bit more about that. Like you mentioned that it's, uh, that you, 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 you study multiple uh, avenues, I would call it, of spirituality, yes. and then you blend it together mm -hmm. in a way. So what is your approach to your, your everyday task in terms of being a practitioner? And like, what, mm -hmm. what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, the licensing uh, entity um, is the Centers for Spiritual Living, and that's based here in the U.S. Um, out of Colorado. Um, and it's called science of mind. A lot of people go, is that Scientology? No, it is not Scientology. Um, it, but it's, it's based on the principle that uh, when we, all thought is creative and when we change our thinking, we're able to change our experience in the world. It doesn't okay. necessarily change the situation, but it changes how we experience it. And that's, that's the foundation of it. And so we, um, we're very positive, new thought. Um, and it's about change your thinking, change your experience, and you do that through prayer. And it's not a specific form of prayer other than to know the truth. And the truth is we're unstoppable and that all things are possible. Awesome stuff. So you, you, you are definitely, I can tell that you're very passionate, passionate about elevating consciousness. Would you say that is true? Oh, absolutely. And then if that is how can we start doing that? How can I start, how can we as a, as a, as a nation, as a 
business, as a family, as whoever, as an individual? Mm-hmm. How can we start yeah. elevating consciousness? Well, <laughs> there's there's the you know million dollar question, right? <laughs> um, I believe that we're all uh, very conscious beings, but we tend to go on what society teaches us. We tend to go on what's right in front of us. We tend to go on habit. Um, And when we do that, I I say we kind of go unconscious. Um, We become um, good citizens and we feel a little lost and unfulfilled. And so the the idea is to become more conscious and more aware. Well, if you're going to become more conscious, conscious and more aware, you have to really be asking good questions, uh, questioning your beliefs and your assumptions. And so (laughs) one of the great spiritual teachers of our time, Dr. Phil, likes to say, how's that working for you? If it's not working for you, then you get to stop and say, wait, what could I change here? What can I do differently here? And that's one of the biggest questions that I love to ask people is, where are things not working for you? And if it's not working here, then let's look at what can be done differently. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing. That is, a, that is quite a, a strong question. That is a very strong question because that can shift mm-hmm. your entire life. But I don't think people yeah. ask that often enough or think about it often enough. Why do you think that is? And why do you think people get stuck in the notion of not changing or not thinking about life, not questioning it? Why are, they, why are we stuck in our cultural beliefs or our religious, those who are religious? Um, why are they stuck in those you know, um, mindsets? And what well, is your advice to them? A lot of us don't, don't realize we have a choice, mm. right? Um, but I've done a lot of um, branding work, which of course is very research based. I, I have a math degree. I love data. I mm-hmm. love research. Um, I believe that all of this is not just theory. It actually has a tremendous amount of science to back it up. And one of the things that I do a lot of work in is neuroscience, um, you know, reading the studies that are done. And our thinking, you know, 60,000 thoughts a day, give or take 20,000, yes. depending on who you you know, whose research you look at, right? 90% of them are repetitive. That's the majority of our thinking is repetitive. We're not choosing a different thought. We're choosing the same thoughts over and over again. And then 83% of those are negative. So when we become conscious, oh, this isn't working for me. I'm going to make a different choice. I get to choose what my next thought is. I may not be Uh, choosing that first thought, but I get to choose my next thought. And then I get to choose the actions behind them. It's fascinating. That is very fascinating. And then you also take that now, you take that entire concept and you, I'm going to assume you apply it to business. You want to create conscious business and you want to help people create brands that have a little bit more meaning behind it and some purpose behind it, Uh I'm assuming. And your company is also called um, Inside out marketing and I'm assuming inside out has got to do with the idea that it comes from inside out but I think you can just touch on a little bit more with how you would approach uh, a brand or a company and how would you how would you apply what you just said to a brand or company wanting to impact a little bit better you know have a stronger affinity out Mm -hmm. there how would you how would you approach that well I believe that all business is at its foundation spiritual in nature. Now, I'm going to be very careful with that term because a lot of people equate spiritual with religious. Mm. And you can be religious and not spiritual. You can be spiritual and not religious. Or you can be both together. All good. But they're not the same thing. Spirituality is that idea of um, operating beyond the senses in that transcendent metaphysical sense. As, as I define it, okay? So I believe all businesses are spiritual, which means that they are providing meaning. They're providing personal worth and value. They are based on values. They have a purpose. And all of that is driven by the leadership within an organization. Um, today, and although this is changing, um, today, most businesses are very, very sucked into the tactics, mm. So, how am I going to market myself? Uh, what's my product? You know, where am I? 
you know, just business questions, right? And businesses are um, driven by leadership that's overwhelmed. Um, stress levels are off the charts. Um, employee attrition is off the charts. Illness is off the charts. And I believe that we get most of our sense of self-worth and self-value from our businesses, or our work. You know, we may or may not own the business, but we get it from our work. Mm. So I approach businesses and say, look, you're going to need to create a culture that is about purpose and meaning if you want people to show up and not feel like they're just, um, and we had a little conversation about this earlier, another cog in the wheel. Well, what happens is you create this emotional stickiness with the business and the brand, with the employees, with the customers, and brands are about emotional connection anyway. So I help them build those emotional connections. And when you do that, the brands are actually more successful. They last longer, they grow faster, and they, they are more profitable. And so there's a win all the way around when, when brands understand their purpose and meaning and they understand that spiritual why. You know, Simon Sinek talks about, you know, we, they don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Mm. And, and so I help them find out why they do it. That makes so much sense. Now, do you think it's, it's because, you know, business at the end of the day is only an extension of what we are and who we are? That's, mm-hmm. So we just basically, that's why a business also, has, like a human being, needs to have a purpose mm-hmm. and a meaning to be fulfilling, to be successful in life, you know? Um, do you think that's yes. also partly due to that? I, I, I think that businesses are extensions of uh, absolutely who the leaders are. Mm. And I believe that leaders who know who they are, and that's the important part, that's where you do the individual work, leaders who know who they are attract employees who are in alignment with them and customers who are in alignment with them. But I believe that business is actually the driver of our culture throughout the world. And when we can affect the leaders to be in business for good, then we change the culture. That's why I believe it's so important. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's not just my belief. There's a whole <laughs> movement going on right now um, you're probably well aware of, which is the conscious capitalism movement. Mm. And major corporations are leaning into that movement. It's relatively new. Um, there's also, um, in the U.S., there's a new business certification that's called a B corporation, benefit corporation. So they are in business for profit, but they're in profit, they're in business for profit for good. And that's a, that's a huge difference. It's a shift that's happening in consciousness right now. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. And then what, what excites you about that? Like what excites you about the idea of, of businesses becoming more sticky and enabling people to be more fulfilled at work and just doing conscious business, becoming conscious um, capitalists. Mm-hmm. And what is, what, what excites you about that? And what do you think the outcome of that would be for us? Well, what excites me about it is that it really hasn't been a very long time that business has been about um, the shareholder value and um, financial gain regardless of mm. the cost to society or to the planet or any of those things. That's a, that's a short window of time that we've lived like that. And it brings us back to the idea of we are all connected. We are all in this together. And what I provide you as a business is of benefit to you and you're willing to see the value and give me financial gain back for me giving you something of value. And, and that's, uh, that takes us away from that idea of competition. Um, the agencies that I um, ran, we had brand affinity, and that's where there's that emotional stickiness with the brand. So that when 9-11 happened and our competitors were closing their doors, and when a major recession happened and more competitors were closing their doors, we were able to keep going because we had those emotional bonds with our customers, and that is good for business. So it's not about the marketing tactics. I should do more social media. I should do this. I should do that. But, no, hold on. Take a, 
take a step back and let's look at why you're doing it. There's nothing wrong with the tactics, but if you don't know who you are, they don't work. It's like all the fad diets, they have something for them. They, they Something about them works, but if you aren't really showing up for them in the way that you need to, they're not going to work for you. Yeah, that makes entirely sense to me. So something you mentioned earlier was that leaders are the ones that, you know, grow the business. They're the one that, yes. ones that grow the organizations. And you specifically speak about unstoppable leaders. Now, I want to, I want to like, now I want to move us towards that. I want to, because that word to me, what like I mentioned that, to you. Huh? Yeah, what, because it could mean something different to all of us. But like, what would you say if I just had to ask you, like, what does unstoppable mean to you? So we, we can try and take that, that definition or yeah. that, that, that description and, and embody it in a way. Well, unstoppable to a lot of people, I'm going to tell you first what it's not. Mm. It's not that push energy. It's not that I'm just going to run over you. I'm unstoppable. Get out of my way. Okay. Right. Again, unstoppable, like with the businesses, is about understanding who we are and what it is that is ours to do. We must know what we're passionate about and be truly passionate about it in order to not let whatever obstacles are in our way stop us. Because, you know, there's a lot of talk besides overwhelm. There's a lot of talk about, I feel stuck, mm. right? Yeah. So stuck is when you've got one foot on the accelerator, your other foot on the brake, <laughs> and you're not going anywhere. You have to take your foot off the brake, mm. right? So, so there's, there's three things that make a leader unstoppable. Those passions, it's either a passion for freedom, whatever that means to you, mm. a passion for power. There's nothing wrong with power, a passion for that, or a passion <laughs> for your passion, for your joy, for your fulfillment. Okay. And then for each one of those passions, there's a factor that tends to stop us, that we're not quite sure we want to do that. Freedom, it's responsibility. No, no surprises there. Power, it's vulnerability. That starts to feel really uncomfortable for a lot of people. And then that passion, it's commitment. Are you willing to stay the course? And to keep doing what it is that you're doing because it's important. You're on purpose. So that's what makes you unstoppable is owning what it is that's driving you forward. Even in the face of what life will throw at you. And it will. Yeah. It, <laughs> life does that every single day. Now, if we Absolutely. take those three components, is it, is it a blend of all three? Or do you, is it like, do you choose a specific one to be an unstoppable leader? Do you need to carry all three of those components? And also is, what do you find is a typical, like, I would call it, quote unquote, success ratio in terms of how much mm -hmm. you've been want to be in each area of, you know, one of those three, like, how much would you be pursuing that? Would you be more on the freedom side or does it differ just among leaders? I think it differs among leaders, um, and I think it even can differ uh, with the individual at different times in our life. Right. Um, I think certainly, you know, as as we're um, in our late teens, early twenties, maybe even into our thirties, freedom tends to be a, a bigger driver. Um, some people um, who may have felt very unempowered. Um, in their youth or in their culture are going to be far more motivated by the idea of power. It, it, so it has a lot to do with our past, our, our experiences, that sort of thing is which one's going to be primary. I, I, I believe we all have some of a mix of all of them, but there's a primary one. And so um, I think for most leaders of larger organizations, it's um, the, the power becomes a driver, which means that the vulnerability is um, their greatest 
sensitivity, if you will, their greatest stopper. Mm -hmm. And um, so that is something that um, Brene Brown uh, certainly did a lot of talk. She's a, she's a great leadership author and coach. And so she definitely um, has a lot of insight there on the vulnerability. But uh, I, I find that a lot of the solopreneur uh, individuals who are starting this new gig economy, yes. they're much more driven by the passion, mm. but they're not necessarily putting a plan and a strategy together that builds the commitment that gets them through that startup phase. And so that's, that's, uh, depends on where you are. Yeah, that definitely makes so much sense. Like I can even looking back um, at my own life, I can sort of place myself in like three or four, perhaps five year gaps and then see which one of those mm -hmm. components were, were more attractive to me at different stages. So I can definitely, yes. you know, resonate with you on that and see right. that it does depend on where you are at and obviously what you've achieved, like what's the next thing in terms mm -hmm. of, is it more passion that you're looking for or have you got the passion going every single day and you're looking for more freedom right. now? So it's going right. to depend on, on multiple factors. So you just, and, and I was about to ask, because you mentioned so much about vulnerability and I was about to ask, do you, um, do you listen to and are you inspired by Brene Brown? Because that sounds like a lot of the oh, work absolutely. that she does. Is there anyone else that inspires you in terms of perhaps like a teacher mm. that stands out for you? Well, um, definitely Brene Brown. You, you picked up on that right away. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> uh, Simon Sinek's work Love is uh, very powerful um, to me personally. Yeah. Um, the idea of they don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Um, not a new idea, but he's done such amazing work around making that so um, easy to get your head and your business around that idea. Um, so that's, that's a huge impact on my work for sure. Yeah. I love, 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 love those two people. They are so amazing at what they do and what they teach. Mm -hmm. It's just so it's, it's, you know, thought provoking and yeah. something just popped into my mind. What do we say to people or businesses that, are going a different route. They are unconscious in the, in the way that they do things, but they mm -hmm. are successful. They have got the tangible results. They are quote unquote successful. Why do they need to sure. listen to people like us speaking on this episode right now? How do we get, like, do we need to tell them these things or do we just go on and tell those who want to listen? I like, I would love to get your advice on that in your perspective. <laughs> well, certainly it is absolutely possible to grow a company without the um, consciousness mm. of purpose and meaning. However, it's killing our society. Right. So what's happening is the overwhelm. That word is everywhere. Stress levels, illness, uh, I mean, illness is related to the stress and the stress and the overwhelm. And it's all about just running as fast as we can in reaction mode in order to create, and again, Simon Sinek talks about this, <laughs> in order to create that shareholder value. And it's all about the money. Mm. Now, I love money. I'm a huge fan of money. I support it fully. I think it's a great form of energy that we can exchange with one another. Yeah, It is not a value. <laughs> it's a result. <laughs> and so when someone is very focused, all their attention is on the money. That is what they get at the expense of all the rest of it. And so the fulfillment part of it, that core need we all have as human beings to be fulfilled is crucial. And I'll go back to the brand affinity. You can't create brand affinity, which is about longevity, profitability, and growth without understanding what it is that you stand for. And you can stand for something, you will stand for something, but you have to be really mindful of what it is you're standing for. That is such a deep insight for me. Um, the fact that you just said money is not value. It's not value, it's a result. That is like huge, um, just that perspective mm -hmm. change. 
And that's typically things like that that I want to sort of uncover in these discussions and these, you know, yeah. conversations is when we speak like this, I'm like, wow, I've never heard someone say something like that and maybe take that into my business and I'll sort of like play with that and think about it and bring it into the, you know, the, the conversations and see what other people think about it. Well, and let me add this too, because I think it's, I think it's a crucial component of it that fast growth companies, there's a, there's a myth about fast growth companies. And there's all this research that says this myth is absolutely not true, is that fast growth companies are what you want to create. And what actually happens with fast growth companies is they crash faster. They grow big and then they crash. And, and so, so this whole idea of I got to grow really fast, make a lot of money, well, that's great if you're in a raise and burn kind of mindset. It's like, I don't care who's on the body pile, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that's the shift that I am an advocate for, shifting that idea. And I, I know that I'm not alone. I, I feel like that's where everyone is starting to move because we can't, can, we can't sustain this. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely with it, you on that. We won't be unstoppable. <laughs> On that note of unstoppable, <laughs> you've, given, you've given us quite a, a few tips and tricks in terms of what it means to uh-huh. you, you know, why it's important to have unstoppable leaders in organizations. And then obviously, yes. like I mentioned to you before with this chat, is that unstoppable leaders, not only in organizations, but at home, you know, in the family, in the community, mm-hmm. even with yourself, how you lead yourself whenever you are not right. you know, in your business. That's so important. And that's also what I try and teach others and myself is to is to lead mm-hmm. myself, and then in that sense, it will sort of spread over into all other categories of our life. But I want to get into into something that you uh, speak about, and I think I got this while while engaging with your content and your videos and stuff. Is you meant yeah. you speak about intuition, and mm-hmm. intuition is quite an interesting idea to me. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't use intuition but they have intuition. They're not just utilizing it. They're not, they're not using it. But if I ask you about it, firstly, what, is, what does it mean to you? Why do we need it? Why did we as people, perhaps as leaders, mm-hmm. need to have or at least follow or try and, and, and tap into our intuition to become, I would mm-hmm. definitely think that you, we would be able to become more unstoppable leaders if we do use yes. our intuition more. So one, what is that to you? Intuition. I think, mm-hmm. from a spiritual perspective, you can you can probably get quite quite <laughs> yeah. deep around that. But you you're more yes. than welcome. I mean, I'm very curious about that. And then, if if we know what it means, how can we then cultivate it? Well, we could do an entire podcast on that. Yes. So I, I will I will try to um, distill it down a little bit. Um, intuition is the knowing without going from point A to point B. We leap right over. So what happens with intuition is that we know things faster and generally just as effectively, if not more effectively, through the use of intuition. And there's been a lot of research um, with top leaders in politics and business and um, they say that when they don't have enough facts to make a decision, but they must make a decision right now to a man and woman, because I know we talk about feminine intuition, mm-hmm. they all say they rely on their intuition. So it's a crucial tool for leaders, especially when you don't feel like you have enough data and you must decide. But and, you know, I love science and I love research. Mm-hmm. Um, our decision process, we like to tell ourselves, especially in business, we like to tell ourselves that it's all rational, it's all fact-based, you know, get your facts straight, right? Mm. In actuality, only about 10% of our decision process is rational and linear. The other 90% of it, roughly, is emotional, subconscious, it's in that nonlinear, and they call it lateral, nonlinear thinking. Yeah. Okay. 
So if that part of my brain that's doing the intuitive, emotional, subconscious thought process is damaged, I can't even decide to brush my teeth. So I must use my intuition. Now, here's the thing. We don't trust our intuition. And so part of what I do, and that, that's, the, <laughs> that's the big conversation, what I do is I help leaders understand how to recognize when they're getting that intuitive insight, and it is an insight, and how to, how to leverage that and create more of that and then to trust that. And it's a, it's a lot of, of um, getting in touch with things that um, were kind of like, oh, well, that was a coincidence. Oh, well, that was an interesting idea. Mm. Well, I don't, you know, but when we do it, we're more creative, we're more fulfilled, um, we actually have better relationships, um, more confident. Uh, we're actually more productive and effective when we use intuition. And there, again, there's been a lot of research around that and it proves it. And yet we don't trust it. And so we don't use it. Mm. And, it and it really is the way to make decisions faster and more effective and to make us feel more confident about ourselves and what we're doing and unstoppable, of course. Yeah, let's let's fast forward and say we have now. Let's say we trust our intuition. Let's say it's an okay. amazing world for us, <laughs> and we've gotten to that point of personal growth and self development that we're at that point in our lives where we are now so confident in ourselves, and we just mm -hmm. know that we can trust our intuition because it's you've seen what it can do for you, you've felt what yes. it can do for you. How yes. then do you convey that to other people who now see you just using your intuition, but they like sort of let's say. Let's use an example where you might want to take a business decision and it's, it's based on intuition <laughs> and mm -hmm. people are wanting the physical results. Like you mentioned earlier, like they want to see the things, right. the physical things. How do you, how do you approach that? How do you, <laughs> I'm lost for words. Well, like, <laughs> uh, well we, we actually are already doing it. That's, that's the, uh, that's the kind of the leap. Uh, is, is we're making 90% of our decisions on intuition already. That's what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So what do we do? Oh, well, let me go get the data and the research to support the intuitive decision I've already made. Let me talk to some other people. Let me Google that. Let me, yeah, let me go find out. I've already decided. And there's some very famous... Um, business decisions that were based on uh, intuition and maybe weren't right. And then some of them that were right and they're no more effective and they're no less effective <laughs> than the ones that we're going to claim were not intuitive. Um, one of them is, is um, Coca-Cola and the new Coke. And they did all of the research. They did all of the customer surveys. Mm. This is a winner. This is going to be good. We've got all the data. Yeah. Big flop. Wow. So, so the idea that we have to have the facts to support us is one that doesn't really hold water. And, and so uh, leaders begin to trust more that they can say, look, let's go this route. But honestly, most businesses are not, candidly, they're not putting the metrics in place, prove whether something's working or not working. So they're just going with the flow already. <laughs> on, the, on the topic of intuition, you also mentioned that uh, intuition takes you to a place of being uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. why is that the case? Well, <laughs> because we like being comfortable Definitely. and we will do anything <laughs> to get out of our discomfort as fast as possible yeah but it's really where we're uncomfortable that we're allowing ourselves to grow and transform and be something greater than we are in our comfortability and so it's it's interesting is like why do people stop why why aren't they unstoppable well because i might go someplace that isn't as comfortable as where i am now even though it's not great and comfortable at least it's the comfort ish that i know and this might be a lot worse and so we don't move forward through that but most transformations 
um, have a degree of discomfort about them. Uh, there's a degree of discomfort in studying for an exam and taking an exam. But when we do that, we get the credibility for having done it. There's discomfort in doing a physical workout and our muscles ache afterwards, but we're stronger for having done that. So, so there's certain levels of discomfort we will tolerate because we are, again, we're looking for the power or the freedom or the passion that gets us to the other side of it. So, so you have to have that awareness of what that is to get us through the discomfort. Just on this idea of, of being, unstop- being an unstoppable leader, because now we've, we've spoken quite a lot about it. I get the gist. I get like why we need them, how we get them. But like, do we also find these people or do we actually cultivate the things that make someone unstoppable? Like are some people just born as unstoppable or do we, is it something that we sort of like want to strive towards? Well, I think uh, my personal belief is we are all born unstoppable hmm. and then we are taught that we need to stop. That is awesome. Um, and I, and I'll give you I'll give you an example is you know when when a kid is asking questions and mm. really uh, trying to get their their brain around why does this work and how does this work and we're like enough already yeah. stop mm. okay and and it can get more insidious than that but the the idea of being creative and innovative and original is not supported by our societies blend in do what they do and and that stops us from being fully us so so the idea is for us to reawaken to our full possibility to awaken to our full unstoppability and are some people more unstoppable and more conscious than others yeah probably based on their experiences Mm. sure so so I, i believe that we all have it in us um, can we cultivate it? Absolutely. We cultivate it by spending time working on our self-awareness. And, you know, I, I do whole workshops on, that, you know, understanding how to recognize our intuition and that intuitive guidance. Um, it, it goes on and on, right? So understanding the uh, belief systems and stories that we tell ourselves that push that down. So there's, there's a tremendous amount of self-awareness work you can do. I see that all the time. I see that all the time sure. with people that I deal with. And uh, mm-hmm. just before I give you the last three, I call it impact questions, but because <laughs> <laughs> they're short and sweet, like it's very impactful, it's short and sweet. But are you saying with that previous answer of yours, are you saying that things like school, culture, and things like that are perhaps limiting us in a way to to bring down uh, our, how you call it, unstoppability, um, our mm. genius and our like, top strengths, you know? Do you mm. think that that's in a, la- in a way like bottling us and limiting us from becoming this, this highly uh, intuitive and self-aware and conscious human beings that can just do so much more than we think we can? I think that there's a, a uh, turning over of our individuality to the greater culture, to the greater mm. society mm. that we do. Um, I understand why that's the case. Uh, I'm not prescribing um, anarchy <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, but, but I do believe that what, what's lacking is that consciousness of how we are individuals within that. So, the, so we tend to turn over our success to external circumstances. We become victims of our situations or what others are doing or saying, um, the opinions of others, all of that. We just turn ourselves over to that. Um, So I'm encouraging individuals to reclaim uh, that their success and their value and their worth is up to them, not to you know, the latest self-help book and not to their boss and not to the government and not, it's them. Um, How are they going to show up in their experience and really be fully and authentically themselves? And I I will say this, there's a lot of people that are looking for their answer outside. Um, 
it keeps me in business. But <laughs> the, the idea, the idea that someone else can uh, wake me up for me. Um, certainly, we get ideas from others. They're very helpful. But at the end of the day, we have to pick them up and run with them. Otherwise, it's just a nice idea. That is like taking me into the sort of like spiritual spiritual route again. And that's, I just love it. I like feel so content and like it's home in a way. So <laughs> that could be like a spiritual episode. It could also be quite exciting. Um, I just love how you incorporate it in, into what you do. And that, I think it also makes it more meaningful, purposeful and impactful at the end of the day. And speaking Thank about you. impactful, so three impact questions before we end because we're getting to the close of our interview. Okay. So I'm going to give it to you one by one. Um, okay. So it's a short question and just a short answer. Okay. So as short All as you right. can, right. make it impactful. So what is one small action we could take uh, right after this discussion to become more unstoppable? I think that you can ask yourself, what is mine to do today? One question and let the answer come up. Awesome. So using the power of questions, that's going to steer you into the right direction. I love that. Absolutely. Question two, what is the one thing that we can stop doing that perhaps keeps us distracted from becoming unstoppable? Stop distracting yourself. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. I'll keep it short and sweet. Distractions include addictions, social media, uh, it could be shopping, it could be food, it could be relationships. Stop distracting yourself. Look at yourself, spend time with yourself. Awesome. So just to round that up, just get some self-awareness on the things that you know is distracting you from your purpose or you know, your, right. your, your to-do, your, your muse. <laughs> so right. just get some self-awareness on that. And then the third one is, what is one character trait that we can embody right now in this moment to become more unstoppable? Most of us are afraid to move in a particular direction without knowing what's on the other side. The one thing you can do is to take action in a direction that you might find your success in and see what comes up. Take action. That is basically, a, that is almost a summary of what you spoke about. There's obviously little insights and nuggets within this conversation, but like, I love when people can take something out of the conversation straight away and then use it because I get sick of people just listening to podcasts all over and over and over again and just, you know, binging and then walking away and not changing their lives. So that's why those questions are there. So for those listening, use whatever you can and use what makes sense and go and try these uh, tips that Stacey just gave us. So Stacey, where can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more, if they want to get in touch? Perhaps there's a, as a person listening who's part of a company that wants to get in touch. Where do they get a hold of you and perhaps learn more about what we just spoke about? Fantastic. Yes, they can get a hold of me um, at probably my email for uh, Global Reach, Stacey, and that's S-T-A-C-E-Y at Stacy Ruth, R-U-T-H, says, S-A-Y-S, dot com. I'm available on most social media platforms. Facebook, Stacy Ruth Public Figure. Twitter, Stacy Ruth Says. LinkedIn, Stacy Ruth. I look awesome. forward to talking to everyone. <laughs> great. Yeah, Stacey is quite a friendly, happy person. <laughs> <laughs> so you can definitely have a great conversation. And for those listening, I'll pop those links into the show notes of the episode. So you can find that on the website or alternatively, uh-huh. it's going to be on iTunes if you do listening or if you are listening on iTunes. And then closing question, uh, Stacey, would just be for anyone out there who's uh, given up on their belief in themselves or their capability in themselves, mm. what is your advice to them? There is always uh, hope, but... Sometimes when we don't have a belief in ourselves, even though we don't want to turn over our identity to another person, it's so helpful to know that there's someone else who believes in us. And so for anyone who has lost hope, I have seen so many individuals rise up out of what we might think are 
impossible circumstances and it is possible and I will know that for them. Great. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, just to end it off, Stacey, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for just spreading the love, spreading the consciousness. And thank you for helping individuals as well as businesses and brands just become unstoppable, you know, helping them to thrive in this this day and age and helping them to just create a, a better world at the end of the day, you know, um, so through what they do so they can impact more lives and just create a better world for all of us to live in. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. I'll chat to you soon. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for just learning with me on this journey. I hope that you got some, you know, some tips and some strategies or even an insight, something as little as an insight that can be used and um, benefit your life so profoundly. I hope that you are, are seeing those, you know, insights within these episodes and that you use the questions that I gave you before the episode to sort of just direct you on this, this small journey within this episode. I hope that you will take what you learn here and start cultivating that, you know, growth mindset and start thinking bigger, start thinking exponentially, or at least just start stretching your thinking, you know, start strengthening that mindset step by step as we go throughout every episode and become a better version of ourselves. Yeah, that is it for this episode. So if you did find it useful, if you did find it inspiring or you find that it can empower someone or you find that it is impactful in a way, if there's any gems inside of this episode, I would please ask you and encourage you to just share this with anyone else. Share this with them. Send them the link to this episode. Send them the link to the website You know, episode. Send them anything. Send them an insight. Um, a screenshot, anything that would possibly help them and see, you know, life differently, see themselves, if they, especially if they don't see themselves as someone who's unstoppable, maybe this episode could help them. You will never know if you don't send it on, if you don't share it with someone else. That's how we're going to build this community. That's how you're going to start learning the concepts yourself. If you start engaging with others and you start sharing with them what you've learned along your way and perhaps something that they could learn from you as well after listening to this episode and after gaining some you know practical wisdom so that's about it other than that i hope that you have an amazing day i hope that you have an amazing week and if depending on when you're listening i hope that you have an amazing 2020 and that you smash all your goals out of the park and become the best version of yourself I'll see you guys in the next episode of Exploring Possibility. And remember, don't be afraid to go and explore and find and also perhaps be the possibility. Cheers, guys.